Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? All right, hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky and Oh boy, we have <laughs> such a special guest today. Um, I am so excited about this. Um, Karina has sent us their TikToks, and um, of course they had come my way before, um, but she was like, we should get them on the show, and I was like, absolutely. Um, and they are Goss and Photos, and they write musicals. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, thanks for having us. We are Goss and Photos, and we do write musicals. And we are excited to talk about Glee. This is, I feel like a little bit of a fangirl, because I am a big fan of your TikToks. And I was oh like, gosh, this okay. would be such a huge get. So. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. Okay, okay well, thanks. Yeah, wow, cool. Yeah. I do appreciate that you guys did blindly cast um, Susical the Musical. Yes, with, with, with Glee, Glee characters. Yeah. yeah. A plus homework assignment there. Um, yes, that was, uh, that was yeah. a fun one, because uh, as you're, I know you're about to ask us about our knowledge of, mm-hmm. of Glee. And uh, so that made our that made our video a little bit uh, difficult for us. Yeah, most of the knowledge of Glee comes from based on how they look. Where would they fit in Susical? Yep. So your knowledge of Glee is purely Susical based. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's safe to say. If that video was like two minutes and twenty eight seconds, then that's the amount that we've ever talked about Glee in our entire lives. All right. Well, add another hour and change to that. Yes. Um, yeah. So, so we made um, you dive right into season four of a show that most people say went downhill at the end of season three, and this is just your first real hit of it, huh? Well, it was definitely a swan dive, so to speak, <laughs> considering the episode. Hey. Oh, it was good. That's but yeah, weird. no, jumping in midway through season four, uh, safe to say we knew nothing of what was going on. But yeah. It, it, we played, we caught up quite quickly. The first, like, 30 minutes was just us being like, wait, who's that? Okay, what, what, what are they doing? And then by the end, I think I kind of get the gist, but maybe I don't. I have no idea. I don't even know if Ian got the gist, and he's been watching for the, uh, you know, up to this point, so. Yeah, this is my first time through, and I was definitely texting Karina throughout this episode specifically saying, did I miss something here, or why is X, Why y, is it happening? Um, right. So yes, we are in fact discussing season for episode nine? Yes, yeah, uh, yep. entitled Swan Song. It originally aired uh, December 2nd, 2012. Let me double check that. Oh, okay. So we are almost into 2013. We are officially in the holiday, December 6th, I was close. December 6th, 2012. So we're in the holiday season, which is accounts for exactly one of these songs. Exactly one of them, yes. Right. And we do not have a Glee cap, but we do pick up where we left off. So not only are you diving with no context, you're diving in from the other side of a cliffhanger, yeah. guys. Yeah, whoops. Um, I didn't think about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, we kind of got the gist of that after a little bit. But, Thanks to right. Sue Sylvester explaining the rules to us, we were able to figure out that uh, one yes. of the performers, who I think is new Rachel, yes. passes out on stage, and they all, like 
help her because they're good humans. But well, what, that, what did she pass out? At, were they performing for something? They were performing their sectionals. Um, the sectionals, okay. Which was the precursor to regionals. Um, she passed out performing in the middle of Gangnam Style. Uh, oh. Which is the song uh, oh, well, that, that they were, had been performing. If you can I'm imagine. I'm so happy I didn't see that. You <laughs> we, should be. We, we really are living 10 years ago right now. Oh wow. my goodness. Yeah, yeah goodness. remember Gangnam Style? It was popular enough that Glee, a TV show written by Ryan Murphy, was like, we gotta do this one, guys. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. That was like the first YouTube video to hit a billion views, I think. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, wow. So, and she actually passes out because another member of the Glee Club uh, gaslight, gaslit her into having an eating disorder. So... Um, oh, wait, what? No, that makes sense <laughs> yeah. based on some of the dialogue that yes. was heard. Right. But I just was like, maybe this is a thing, maybe this isn't. Gosh. So so this is this might be just a general question. Are there just like a hundred different storylines going on at once? Is that how Glee There's is? There's minimally at least ten. Okay. Yeah. Ten. And especially like in this episode where like, we'll get into it, but there's just a lot going on, but like, they're saying a lot, but nothing's being said, you know, yeah, yeah. in a way. Um, um, what got me is that Someone, maybe Artie, I don't know, says, like, no one in the history of show choir has ever fainted. I'm like, that certainly cannot be true. Because, first of all, right. that's a lot of show choir. And second of all, when I was in choir, all we did was talk about how you shouldn't lock your knees standing on bleachers because you will faint. Oh, yeah. And that has yeah. to come from somewhere. I'm saying this must have happened before. I've seen it happen in my regular yeah. not show choir choir of just like you know in a dress rehearsal under the lights yeah someone in my high school choir passed out it was scary yeah, yeah. no one's drinking enough water it's very real no one's standing the way they should someone's got to be fainting at least like once a year in a show choir competition that should be on a t-shirt no one's drinking enough water <laughs> no one is that's that's a universal truth totally i'm currently not drinking enough water oh same hundred percent but yes you are correct um Marley passes out because of her aforementioned eating disorder brought on by Kitty, um, and Santana does call her out for this in the middle of everything. And Shu, being the upstanding gentleman he is, goes, get everyone get back out there, or you'll be disqualified. But it's too late because the Warblers have won. Um, the Warblers for our guests are the Darren Chris and the Flash led, well, formerly Darren Chris and now the Flash led um, competing choir from the All Boys School Dalton Academy. Um, you may have seen clips of them throughout the TikTokosphere. Um, nope. And they <laughs> Great, even better. <laughs> I, just... I love No Context Glee. I love No Context Glee. <laughs> no I... Context Glee. I know that they did a Bad great vibes. arrangement of Teenage Dream exactly. that was on my fifth generation iPod when I was in, like, ninth grade. God. They yes. are, yes, they're the acapella ones. Got it. So, enough of that. We cut to New York City. Um, it's Kurt and Rachel talking about uh, the Glee Club, uh, talking about that girl Marley who they've never met. Um, they kind of saw her when Glee Club did Grease the Musical, except no one sees them do Grease the Musical because they barely do Grease the Musical. Oh. Yeah, it's weird. We're talking about uh, maybe she should call Finn. Um, it's uh, And they're like, no. And now we focus on Kurt getting into NIADA, the New York Academy of Dramatic Arts. And... Um, off the top of your head, gentlemen, um, does this conservatory of the dramatic arts remind you of another conservatory of the dramatic arts? Um, yeah, it it was it, it was I was gonna say it was a lot of things. It was Juilliard-ish. It was you know NYU-ish. It was or, or Tish-ish. <laughs> Tish-ish. Tish-ish. Okay, that Absolutely, was, that yeah. That's enough. <laughs> but yes, yeah. 
Yes. I just am in love, though, with Nyada. It's Nyada. so fun to say. Yeah. Nyada. Nyada. Um, it's funny you mentioned Juilliard because the plot of whatever season it was was Kurt and Rachel being like, we're going to get into Juilliard. They decided this mid-year. And then someone was like, Juilliard doesn't have a musical theater program. And they were like, oh, no, we had no backup plan. And so right. oh. this, is their, this is their school they made up so they could go to musical theater school. Gotcha. Which is basically AMDA, but without the rights to the name i don't even know what Um, amda is what's amda oh it's a two well now it's it's changed since but it's a formerly two-year academy of dramatic and musical arts so like you can just go and all you do for two years is studio classes in musical theater and you walk out with like a certificate like there's been a lot of like broadway like people broadway royalty that has come out of there but over the past like five or six years they got in trouble for like not actually being an accredited education institution is it based in new york Um, yeah it's on the upper west side oh no way Um, i have no idea and now uh, welcome um (laughs) and i'm sorry um and so they've since like updated their curriculum and their accreditation and there's partnerships with actual degrees and bachelors and all that stuff um but in this case it's uh Kurt trying to get in for his second time, whereas Rachel got him the first time. Mm-hmm. It was a whole thing. Kurt nailed his audition. Whoopi Goldberg, who we see here, um, we thought he, she was going to let Kurt in and not Rachel, but instead it was the other way around. Um, oh, that God that happens why. in the episode before this? No, that happened last season. This happens last season. Oh, wait, wait, wait. So before la- things went downhill. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. So right. in last season, uh, they both auditioned for Whoopi. Yeah. You think that she's going to accept... Kurt, yeah, because Rachel accepts... chokes singing "Don't Rain on My Parade," a, sh- a, a song that she's been singing since she was eight, and uh, and, and still and right continues now. to sing it. Yes, um, literally today she chokes on it and instead has to essentially bully Whoopi Goldberg by stalking her into letting her into the school. What? Yeah, yeah. She only yeah, gets into the school by this. she gets into the school because she really kills singing Celine Dion at nationals. Um, oh, what song Whoopi does Goldberg, she sing? Uh, uh, all coming back to me now. Thank you. Oh, I almost said Total Eclipse of the Heart. She was not that. She did do a great job with that one as well, but that was the first season. So yeah, oh. Whoopi Goldberg just walked into Nationals right as she was hitting the climax of It's All Coming Back to Me Now, and that's what got her into Niada. Well, thank goodness for late seating then. Yes, exactly. Thank goodness for late yes. seating. Fast forward to now, um, in the mm-hmm. universe. Um, Kurt is now trying to get back into Niata, has since moved to New York. Fun fact, interns at Vogue. Yeah. Oh. With, oh. For Sarah Jessica Parker. Um, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's is on Sarah, the show. So, so Sarah Jessica Parker, like Whoopi, is playing a character, not Correct. playing themselves. Yes. No one, cool. I don't think, the only celebrity who has come on this show playing themselves, Josh Groban. And Patti Lapone. Oh, Patti Lapone was oh. there. Yeah. But that was like a I didn't know part. like what the... I didn't know what their cutoff was because it's like okay, well, Kate Hudson plays Kate or plays uh, a character. Right. Yeah. But then I didn't know if they had like folks like then who's famous in their world if Kate Hudson and um, Sarah Jessica Parker. Everyone is still famous because they had they have name dropped John Stamos the actor and John Stamos came on and played a character. So There's, as well, what? And, as so well, who's playing? Who plays John Stamos then in the Glee universe? I guess. So looking for somebody, I'd love that. <laughs> as well, Wicked is very popular, and both Idina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth have been play very prominent parts, recurring roles, not playing themselves. No, not playing themselves. That is very confusing. Yes, yes but but they yeah. also have 
uh, crashed the Wicked stage. They snuck in and sung Wicked on the stage. Right. And a kind old janitor left them because they were following their dreams. Right. Which implies oh, that this is a regular thing that happens at Wicked. What a, what a show. Was the janitor played by Stephen Schwartz? No, but that would have been better. That would God, have been, that oh, okay. been good. That would have been good. Mm-hmm. Damn it, Glee. I, I, bet, I bet Glee Glee can get a lot of people. I bet Glee could not get Stephen Schwartz. I don't know, Stephen man. Stephen Schwartz would have had to play a custodian. A custodian. A custodian. Yes. A porter. Not a janitor. A porter if we're elevating. Yes. Um, but yeah, so now that Kurt is trying to get back in, we also learn that um, Carmen, Whoopi Goldberg, um, passes out these like handwritten, like, Phantom of the Opera style invitations to the Winter yes. Showcase, um, which has launched the careers of EGOT winners, essentially, um, except the G is Glo- Golden Globes in this uh, situation. Um, oh, wait, wait, why? That's just because they just, don't mention that anyone they won a Grammy. Right. Oh, yeah. that's it's really interesting. He says, like, Emmys... Golden Globes, Oscars, and a Tony, or like Tony's and an Oscar or something. He just he lists the EGOT but amends the G. Do you think Grammys oh, was so like keep your name out of our mouth? Could you imagine? <laughs> um, that is so interesting. I wonder if all the uh, all the current EGOT winners are being played by other people in their heads. Yes. I, <laughs> I also wonder if the writers of Glee were just mad that like cast albums hadn't yet won a Grammy, so they're like, we will not dignify that award. Yes. I, could say, until, I could see until that. Glee. Until Glee, the music, season four, gets a Grammy, we will not acknowledge right. their institution. Exactly. So, re-godding the EGOT. Um, but, but according to the lore, um, of all of the awards that these fictional characters have received, the greatest honor is getting invited to Carmen Thibodeau's Winter Showcase. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, which is a celebration, but also apparently a competition. Right, which I've never seen a showcase double as a competition in Especially this context. Especially there appears to be no rules. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you, it seems like, well, I even said that. I'm like, oh, what is this person going to sing? And then I'm like, oh, no, they're just dancing. Like, yeah. like, not just dancing, but how, like, how, can, how are you supposed to judge that? Right. Apples and based oranges, off of, baby. Like, I'm going to... I'm going to sing Oh Holy Night. I'm going to sing, I'm going to dance ballet. Right. I also yeah. wanted to know more about that mysterious, apparently amazing dancer that we didn't even get to see them perform. Right. No. But also like, pose. was she planning on singing two songs or did she go up there, sing her song? And then, and then did she go back to the band and be like, anyone want to play Oh Holy Night in A flat? So, well, no, I think her like boyfriend, not boyfriend shouted encore. And then everyone else was like, yeah, that's a great Pretty idea. Much. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah, she yeah. does like, there's a half second where she does exactly that. Where just goes over to I think I guess is the first violinist and is like cool yeah. cool and she's like here's another song and we will get if, to that if you're performing and someone just starts yelling encore can you are you allowed to just do that as as long as someone's yelling encore are you just are the rules fine with that I, well Whoopi Goldberg's character did give a very important head nod that's in true that moment. fair she valid did. so she allowed it yeah yeah and all of this is to say that. Whoopi Goldberg does, like, to the score of very dramatic opera, sort of glide across this dance studio and hand Rachel Berry, a freshman who freshmen never get the invitation. Whoopi Goldberg, Carbon Thibodeau, invites Rachel Berry to the showcase in what I can only describe as an unwarranted reversal of character here. Rachel must be fucking killing it in all of her other classes because she's only ever seen in Dance 101 and she's bombing in there. Right. With Kate Hudson. So she must be 
other teachers must be speaking extremely highly of her if Carmen Thibodeau is willing to invite her to this prestigious event. Right. But like in McKinley, we've only ever met two teachers. So Well, you've only met one teacher because the other there's no way Whoopi Goldberg is coming is in also and teaching, teaching class. that's valid. Oh, so wait, Kate Hudson's character is the only teacher that you've met from Nyata? Yes. Rachel, as far as we know, is only taking Dance 101. Oh, right. We've only seen her in Dance 101 and walking around the city being sad. I want, oh. that, I want that schedule. Yeah. Nice. Maybe. One class. One well, class you, it is taught walks. by Cassandra July, and who is going to relentlessly bully you. Right. For and presumably only half a day. Yeah. yeah. Why was it? Sometimes class is only five minutes, though. <laughs> That's true. She too, didn't yeah. seem particularly mean to any of the other dancers. Yeah. Exactly. No, she just hates Rachel. And there's also a plot line where her boyfriend, not boyfriend, Brody, who we also call Mr. Abs in on our show, he he's also the dan the TA. For clearly only that one has, episode, yeah. and has already slept with Cassandra July, Kate Hudson. Wait, 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 pause. Yes. So Rachel's Rachel's <laughs> boy, <laughs> hang on here. Rachel's boyfriend, yeah, Mr. Abs. Yes. Yeah. Is that's that's the guy who shows up at the showcase thing? Yes. Yes. Okay. He's the one Good yelling on He is so 2010s adorable, right? Like. Yes. Now yes, 100%. you'd be like, all right, seriously, but 2010s, yeah. man. So that's Mr. Abs. So he yes. already at this episode that we just watched the other night has slept with Kate Hudson? Yeah. Yes. <gasps> Wait, hang on. So then Rachel doesn't know that yet? Oh, she knows. No, she Wait, does. Because they spent an entire busy. Dance 101 class just focused in on each other while doing the Foxtrot going, you slept with Cassandra. Well, you went back to your boyfriend. Oh. He was basically like, you don't want to be that girl who gets mad at a guy just because he sleeps with his teacher, right? Right. Like, that's pretty shitty of you. Wait, wait, wait. So she's so totally, she's me. totally, like, forgiven this Mr. Abs? Yeah. Yeah. Out of nowhere, too. Like, so much of this episode, and we'll talk about it as we go yeah, through, yeah. just unwarranted, like, unwarranted growth. Also, she seduced him. Kate Hudson seduced Mr. Abs by seeing there are worse things I could do. Um, oh. He, he must guess. have really good abs, then. Well, that is most of his personality. Yeah, he did work out in the park once. Oh, um, okay. Work so, out in the park with George. <laughs> that was good. Trademark that that's, shit that's right that's now, Sondheim, guys. That's Sondheim's a diet, uh, <laughs> but yeah. video cassette tapes. But yeah, we cut to McKinley. Um, Sue is destroying the choir room with the Cheerios. It is now her site for Sue du Soleil um, because she signed the paperwork so that they can have the choir room now that they've lost sectionals. Um, okay. Okay, clubs don't end because you lose a competition. Like, I know they keep comparing it to football, be like, well, if your season's over, you don't play. I'm like, well, first of all, a football season happens at a very particular time of the year because of the weather. But if you're like ceramics club, none of your ceramics placed in this arbitrary competition. So you're no longer allowed to make any ceramics <laughs> I, at all. I also don't think that the, like, the, the school principal or whoever was like, we are in so much debt. we can't. I don't think that that's how budget allocation works either i don't think just by canceling this club suddenly that's gonna like cut costs <laughs> right i don't know the glee club does take a lot of money with their elaborate costumes and sets oh, for no one that, that's sells. fair that that's fair, fair. Yeah. all the time and at the same time they're also always raising money oh and yeah, by always have, like three episodes but do they try they, three episodes a year they're they raising could sell money. the costumes yeah. to raise money that like once they use them. which are all handcrafted by tina we have canonical knowledge that tina makes the costumes so who's, who's tina, tina? Um, Jenna uh, Ushkowitz. Oh. Yes. The one, the one that, uh, is saying, Marley, this is she's your Asian. fault. The Asian one. Yeah. She, she's the oh, Asian okay. girl. Wait, who, and go back. So who's McKinley? You said McKinley. Oh, that's the high that's school. That's the name of the oh, school. that's the name of the school. 
Oh, that Again, makes... this is how much I don't I know anything about this. I love this. The... No, this is this amazing. Is... Thank you, you so much. You guys might be the blankest slate we've Listen, ever had. We love this and so I, much. This I'm impressed, Blank frankly. Right so now the William McKinley assassination joke that Sue makes makes sense to me. Oh, she, yes. you're, nah, listen, that, okay, keep going. Now this makes sense. Cause you said, <laughs> uh, yeah. Got is it. he like from Ohio then? Is he one of those Ohio everyone's presidents? from Ohio. Oh, um, I think so. I don't, like, everyone's from Ohio. Out. That's the sad thing about New York. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio, Ohio is the greatest Michigan? export is talented people. Yes. Hmm. William McKinley sure. was born in, in Good. Ohio. And he was also their governor. Good for Bill. Does this take place in Ohio? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Lima, Ohio. Yes, which, which is, is a real place. place. Lima, Ohio. Okay. I've never been. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. <dude. laughs> never been. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Write that one down. That one's good. I'm That's sorry. That's good. Uh, uh, what were we talking uh, about? Um. Oh. Um. School budgets. School budgets. That's right. School budgets. Yes. Um. But yeah. So Finn, who was a student last year but is now running the Glee Club because Matthew Morrison, Will Schuster, um, has been handpicked for this Blue Ribbon Arts panel. So he's back and forth from Washington, D.C. to discuss how there's not enough arts education in the schools. Mm. Spoiler alert, from 2012, it doesn't get any better. Um, and so now Finn is running the Glee Club, which is why he and Sue are fighting over the Nationals trophy from the previous year yes. because they won Nationals. Got it. And into Figgin's office where they have this conversation about how there are all these clubs and the school board is running with a seven digit dollar deficit, I think they said, which is a lot of fucking money. Also, the other thing is, surely Glee Club cannot be the only musical based classroom class or club that this school has. Like, don't they have a, they clearly have a band. A very yeah, talented right. Do they band. Have a, a very talented band. Like, yeah. don't other people might need to use a choir room besides, I mean, I guess not. We've never seen any other indication that music exists in this yeah. school. <laughs> right. This is kind of a return to form for Sue, which is just boring at this point because this is very much season one Sue who has since quote unquote grown and quote unquote like has become an ally of the Glee Club time and time again. But once again, the reset button has been pressed and it is tired this episode in my yeah. humble opinion. So now she's their enemy again. So yeah, she wasn't their enemy a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, really? So, right. oh, okay. Interesting. So, okay. Hang on. So she she she's kind of like trunchbullian in the way that like she just yes. doesn't like the kids and what they're doing, but then she grows yeah. over the course of time. She she grows and, and she then shrinks. And then, yeah. yeah, so she'll grow and she'll like be like, actually, Glee Club, you guys are all right. And then no. the joke is often something arbitrary will happen. Um, in this case, actually, she hates the Glee Club because Finn insulted her daughter. Oh. That she had which off screen. I mean, um, valid, okay. which is valid to yeah. an extent. How old is her daughter? Uh, it's a newborn. <gasps> oh, why would you insult a newborn? It's a newborn with Down syndrome, so Finn, yeah. Finn crossed the line. Wait, what is the show? Here. Wait, why would exactly. he do that? Exactly. And that's why we're so, here today. So, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, so so I, he, like, made a joke at, like, the kid's expense? Not even a joke. He, he, he was like, you should understand hardships because of your differently abled daughter except he didn't use quite those words oh, God. because the show goes on in 2012 and so some of the word choice we use oh yeah there were a few jokes in was... this episode that i was like okay we can't yeah. <laughs> right okay so yeah. wow uh okay. yeah so Jeez. so that's why she's mad right now uh right. which is fair but she was she was on their team last season at the end like, when they won yeah huh 
Literally helped them win nationals last season. And now she's mad because an 18-year-old is being allowed to come and teach a class. But it's not a class, so it's fine. So he would be right... So Finn, Finn, okay, would be the guy right now. He would be a freshman in college. That's how old he yes, is. Yes, but right. he didn't go to college. He went he to went Army, to the Army shot for himself a couple in the weeks. foot. Yeah. And got kicked Like, out. literally shot himself in the foot, or... Yeah, yes. not on purpose. Oh, gosh. Okay. So now he's he's aimless, and so this is him trying to find his purpose in life. Oh, all right. Why did he go into the army? To find himself. Oh. Um, yeah. He didn't get into uh, the actor's studio. Um, that was his one um, audition for college as well. He, didn't, he did um, not get, he wasn't good enough at football to get into Ohio State, and he wasn't good at acting to get into the actor's studio. So instead, he. Went I feel to Army. like there were other options in between those. I feel like I've heard that story you before. Would think. Like, isn't that like a Zac Efron issue? Like, he wasn't good enough at basketball exactly. to be a basketball player. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, Troy Bolton walked so Finn Hudson can run. Stumble. <laughs> and sure. then while Finn was running, he shot himself in the foot. <laughs> he shot himself in the foot. He shot himself in the foot. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And then and then stumbled his way back into Ohio Glee Club. Um, I think the lore was that like. The club was always going to be handed off to Finn at some point, and the yeah. New York storyline was going to be a separate, like, um, spin-off show from the Glee Club storyline. Uh-huh. Yeah. That just never happened, and so we're left with this. So, who was running the Glee Club before Finn? Mr. Schuster, Matt Morrison. Will, Matthew Morrison. Got it. Okay. But yeah, so all of this is to say, New Directions, the Glee Club is gone. Um, Again. And she has been handed over the keys to the choir room. Now she feels empty. Um, and you see, and like you would think that this would be another start of like a Sue try, like trying to help the Glee Club arc, but we don't get that. Um, no, is the short it answer. It might happen later. I don't remember. I'm also right. interested in seeing actual like Sue to Soleil perform because that seems like it's really cool. They have a yeah. little bit in it, and like it's solid. Like anything with aerial silks is always a good time. Yeah. yeah, I just remembered in college, like walking past this one specific room in my art building where there were always people on those, and I'm like, I don't have the core strength for that. No. Um. So Sue's kind of worried about like what will become of these students that no longer have their place where they fit in. Um. Cut to like Tina's a crack dealer. Artie Soul is like to science. Blaine performs for the bathhouse circuit, and Brittany's a finance major at Brandeis because the Glee Club was holding her back. I I did like that. That, that was Sue Fan- chef's in kiss. Sue's fantasy. Britney Britney as Pierce can only get better without Glee in her life. Because she's a cheerleader and and also a Glee club. So that's where the bias comes from, perhaps. She's also she's also like the very capital D dumb one throughout the series. She's the one she's the one she's the Cheerio girl. She's the (laughs) Yes. What a waste of cereal. In in more ways than one. Yeah. Yeah. What a disgusting Um, scene. We'll get there. Yeah. (laughs) She was like, but then Sue was like, man. Have I helped anyone by disbanding the Glee Club? And so, for the first time, Brad, our accompanist, comes in. These are his first lines ever in this oh. show. He's been on for four seasons, and he comes in and is like, I fucking hate those Glee kids. You did me a favor. Thank you for freeing Screw me. Screw those guys. Asking me to play they just come in. something willy-nilly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They just come in and say, hit it, and they expect me to know what to like play. Like exactly but he does what every Rachel time. did when she wanted to sing Oh Holy Night. Yeah, yes. it's a universal talent you have to have in the Glee universe is yeah. to be able to, if someone says hit it, you, you have better to know. hit it. Play it, you and all of the instruments behind you have to also know the entire orchestration yes. of whatever that is. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, we get a throw, uh, excuse me, we get a throwaway line quickly in the next scene that Sugar Mata is gone. 
Um, yeah. This character, what we thought was just going to be like a small nothing character that started out as just mean, and then becomes just fully part of the Glee Club, and now she's just gone. Wait, sugar. Sugar. Well, so I would say she's fully part. Sugar Mata. M O T T A. Okay. Yeah, and her whole character is that she's a rich bitch. Oh, got it. Mm-hmm. Was she in the episode at all, or is she just gone? Oh, okay. No, they they now. explained her away with one. So line. there was another, yeah. but there was another character on. that they were um, that was gone. Santana is gone too, right? She's gone. She now. graduated. She graduated in the last episode. Last or year. She was no, no like in the last, last year. She was only back. Okay, her last year. Why was she back? Oh, she it was, was Thanksgiving. Yeah, she was back so. for Thanksgiving. A bunch of the like graduates came back for Thanksgiving, which was the last episode. Um, yeah. and helped like mentor some of the Glee Club students, but you only see Santana for a split second at the beginning of this episode. What Naya Rivera was doing for the first half of this season before they could really get her regularly, I don't know. So but... She, but Santana was with Cheerio Girl. Yes. Yes. And then they broke up, and then she graduated. Yes. Got it. So, okay, cool. And then Cheerio Girl and Lips Boy is going to become a thing. Lips yes. Boy? Why do they call him Lips Boy? His, well, because he has a big mouth. Quite large. Oh, okay. Yeah. I totally didn't. He, just physically, they, all like, and it's a whole running joke. Like they call him Trouty Mouth because he has like fish lips. That's um, what Trouty Mouth is. Yeah. My oh. sister has an inside joke with some of her friends from like middle school or high school, where they nicknamed a boy that someone had a crush on Trouty Mouth, and oh. I never understood that, and now I do. Sounds I like can, your sister I can, watched Glee. She did, and now <laughs> I can piece together. Maybe I'll go through some yearbooks and try and figure out who my high school's version of Trouty Mouth might be. Well. But uh, I, he opened his locker and there was all the chapstick. And I was like, that went way over my head. I have no idea why he has right. all the chapstick. Yeah, it's just because his mouth is slightly larger than anyone else's on the cast. Do you need that much right. chapstick if you have a larger mouth, I guess? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Well, his, lips did, his, his lips did look chapped. And so I'm wondering if that was part of his hair and makeup, was to get a little bit of like red around there to make it look chapped. I did not even notice his lips <laughs> until right now that you're all telling me this. So <laughs> I mean, I guess it's fair that most people don't go into watching a TV being like, I got to really pay attention to these guys with his lips. Yeah. Especially if you've never seen the show before. Mm-hmm. Um, that guy's name, that yeah. actor's name, by the way, Cord Overstreet. Yes. Cor- his first name is Cord Yes. We're in the Glee Club. Everyone is mad because Glee is done. Um, we really get Tina's villain arc in full play here, where she's she just berating it. Marley for... She deserves it. She was like... I agree. She was like, I was told I was going to be the new Rachel, and instead they hired another white girl. I'm T- going to graduate. Oh, Tina. Yes, okay. Yes, yeah. that was when the joke was made that I was like, oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, and she's like, we don't get a senior, senior year Glee because... Marley ruined it. Right. Yes. By having a um, gaslit eating disorder. And there was a whole one episode where, like, Leah Michelle, Rachel Berry basically passes the torch to Tina, saying, You're the new Rachel. Next year is going to be your year. And then that's immediately undercut in the first episode of the fourth season, where they audition people to basically be the new Rachel. And it ends up going to Marley, yeah. Melissa Benoist, who is Supergirl. Um,. Oh, super in the CW show. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I totally know who you're talking That was her? Yeah. yeah. The whole time? Um, I didn't even notice yeah. that was her. She's that's, the, yeah. that's a good alter ego, then. Yeah. She's the fainting one. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Wow, I didn't even catch that that was her. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I suppose she's blonde in the other show. That'll do it. It worked for Hannah Montana. Clark Kent should yep. should do some do some research on alter egos, then. Yeah, seriously. Mm-hmm. Valid. He's the next Rachel Berry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you I know, the that. Clark Kent to Rachel Berry pipeline, yeah. Clark Kent could do Funny Girl, but Leah Michelle could never save Metropolis. 
I would see Clark Kent in any role in Funny Girl. Any of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One man Funny Girl starring Clark he, Kent. If anyone could do it, he could, because he could literally be so fast he, between all he of the places. He could go everywhere. Talk about a quick exactly. change. Oh my gosh. Hey, love it. But yeah, so some of them will get Glee Club next year, and some of them will not. So this is sad, specifically for Sam, Blaine, Tina, those uh, seniors. Uh-huh. Artie. Artie. Cut to the hallway, and this is exactly that um, that Cheerios scene where she is following the yeah. the trail of Cheerios. Yep. Um, and all I could think was like, ooh, piece of candy. I, right? Um, That's also what I was thinking. I'm like, man, this is yeah. just the ooh, piece of candy scene. But Exactly. Um, so it leads her to I think Sam. It's a, it's a, is that a Family Guy joke? Is ooh, piece yes. of candy? Yeah. Oh, so I, yeah. I didn't know that either. I was that was, you should okay. be be proud not to, not yeah, to know it's, that that's, one. That's a good thing, guys. Um, <laughs> the chokehold that but, Family Guy jokes have is cruel and unusual. <laughs> yes. But like you guys were saying, um, this is where... She is somewhat courted by Sam, um, and who basically tells her, you're the only one here who gets me. Um, it's hard to fit in here. Um, and Brittany's like, yeah, it's because we're both geniuses, um, which is a joke because they're canonically the two quote-unquote dumb, dumb ones. ones. Okay, got it. Hence, like, some, I know you forget to eat breakfast sometimes because the beginning of the week confuses you. Yeah, yes. And the Stuff fact that like she that. ate Cheerios off a lot on the, the ground off all the, the way. Floor. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, uh, that was disgusting. Yeah. Because when they showed the floor, there was, like, a nice, beautiful cut to the floor. And all you saw was, like, just a little dust. Yep. And that's a high school. Presumably a public high school. And who knows yes, where people's is. shoes have been. But also, like, how did he get the Cheerios to do that? He must be really good at, like, Legos and Dominoes and all sorts of, like, he has and really good, like, fine motor Having skills. a control over people being like, guys, I'm doing a bit here. You can't. None of you guys yeah. patrolling the hallway. Everybody can step on stay any clear of this Cheerios. Line. Oh yeah. yeah, I didn't even think of that. Like in hey, what like, world it was would someone? Clearly someone... passing period. Yeah. Exact yeah. hallway B. Nobody can walk down hallway B. I gotta do my Cheerio. Right. Bit. I'm doing a Cheerio exactly. bit. Jeez. And so he does admit that this is a ploy for him to get to do a ballad with Britney that never was, and so uh, they sing something stupid. That's the title of the song, <laughs> which is. You know, it's, kind of fun, it's funny because they're the dumb ones. Yes, exactly. Okay, exactly. Cool. Now this is all that. making sense. Now. I appreciate that so much more now. I need this after yeah. every episode of everything that I watch. That would be so helpful. Yeah. <laughs> and we can provide that. Yeah. Um, unfortunately. I liked this. It was nice. It I was think cute. It's sweet. It, Sam sounds good. It's a very much simpler song than they ever give Britney. Normally, they really kind of auto tune her or make her do something really like pop heavy. So to have her right. be very just, you know, stripped back in a little acoustic ballad here. Or it's very much about her being a dancer. Yeah. So oh. it's auto-tuned, but it's like to the fr- the foreground of her being like Britney Spears level dancing. Mm. And it's focused on that. So to see her do something simple, like you were saying, like, it's it's very nice. It's 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 a nice change. Um, yeah. So is she, is she, is there ever like tension in the show that that she's on the cheer team, which is also called the Cheerios. That's also, also just hitting me now. Yes. The cheer yeah. team and the and the Glee Club. Yes. Like, is there like a season one? Season one featured her, Santana, and uh, Quinn, who is not in this episode at all oh, or in this okay. season at all. They joined as Cheerios, the, the the cheerleaders, as sort of infiltrating. They were infiltrating the club to spy. Oh, um, Quinn, Quinn but, was the one with the hot tub pregnancy. Yes. yes. What? Wait. Stop. It was- Go back. That's I know. My knowledge <laughs> is limited to season one. Yes. Fair. 
the um, best season, Quinn in my opinion. Quinn tricks her boyfriend into Finn of... Wait, wait, oh, because Finn and oh, Quinn were... Qu- okay, Quinn. Quinn and Finn. Quinn. Here we go. We're dating. Had dated. Um, Quinn gets pregnant, tells Finn that it's his baby, and they and it's because he uh, came too soon in a hot tub and, the, and it impregnated her. That was not how she got pregnant. She just slept with another guy. Um, but he was too dumb to know that. Oh, is Finn dumb? Is everybody dumb? Are they all yes, dumb? people are dumb. Okay. A lot of them are dumb. It's like everyone is dumb, so no one is dumb except for the dumb ones. Oh, okay. Like, you know? no one really excels uh, in school that we know of. Cool. Presumably um, because we've only ever seen them in one class ever. They don't really... Everyone well, is mostly failing classes, except for Blaine. Well, I would think that yeah. because of what we learn at Nyada, that when we don't see Rachel Berry, she's succeeding in all of her classes. Yes. Rachel was um, a good student. I believe it is. it was canonically stated at some point. Hmm. But we don't okay. ever... I guess this isn't a show about math. This is a show about Glee. Right. Yeah, so we get this uh we get this cute song between the two of them. Um I don't know if gentlemen if you have any opinions on there it. There was no subtext and I appreciated that. I also yeah. appreciated the fact that all the instruments that we heard were in the room, even though it made no sense that they had all those instruments in a room. I don't know how he got all those people's schedules to match up, but he did. Oh, that band is available so are they're available twenty four seven. Oh we really? I think they might be ghosts because they <laughs> do just kind of appear, disappear when you need them. Sweet. Yeah. But I was like, so I was band. like, wow, there's like a couple strings in here. And then all of a sudden they showed the strings and I'm like, they got strings. Yeah. This guy's a producer. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. I do appreciate that uh, Brittany does kind of like call that out too. Um, yeah. yeah. Sam's like, I just wanted to sing a song with you. And she's like, oh, is that why is the that band is here? Is that why the band is here? Yeah. 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 And then he goes in to kiss her and she's like, I can't because um, all the lesbians um, are rooting for us across the world. And if this I date a dude. This is a very meta joke. Yes. Because the Britney Santana relationship started with one line in season one that launched a thousand ships oh. um, and turned into a Britney Santana relationship arc. Oh. Now they yeah. are broken up, at least for the time being. Yeah. And um, it will. This line basically is meta in that it would piss off the uni- the the lesbians of that universe, and it would piss off the lesbians IRL uh. um, if Britney and Sam got together. Would it? I, I, I think it's very clear it that did. I'm not a lesbian. I have no idea. It did, in but... fact, piss them off quite okay, a bit. Okay, wow. Because um, they were like, why would you put her back in a straight relationship? And oh. It's like, well, first of all, it had been clearly stated before that Brittany S. Pierce identified as a bisexual. Wait, what's her so, full name? Brittany S. Pierce. I had a feeling it was Brittany. I think that's what you just said. Yeah, okay. Brittany yep. S. Pierce. Got it. Brittany Spears. Yeah, Brittany yeah, yeah. S. Pierce. Yeah, okay. That's. I yeah. don't know if that's clever or lazy, but I'm for it's, it. It's you exhausting. know, a little, bit column, is, a little bit of column B. I think the answer is yes. Okay, fair yeah. So, um, yeah, I like yeah, that scene, though. Being it was like, a good scene. I, I mean, yeah. until, like, yeah. there was also, like, was that milk or something in the scene, too? Like, what did... <laughs> yeah. He, he brought her milk. up a cup of milk, yeah. Because I, I washed um, out the Cheerios. Deconstructed cereal. We cut back to Nyata. Rachel's trying to keep up. Back in Dance 101, dance which this this dance class is everything and nothing mm-hmm. because it starts off with ballet. But they're all Cassandra July. I was I was goes, having a whole moment. So they're all doing ballet moves, I assume. Uh, yes. I don't know ballet terms, but I'm like, all of these dancers are wearing jazz shoes, which I know you're not supposed to be wearing when you're doing ballet because of the oh. name. And so I assume, can you do ballet I mean, it jazz would be, shoes? It would be like one thing if it were our program, Karina, where like we had one <laughs> dance class a semester. So like if you had a dance shoe good for you come right on in but if you're going to what 
as we know from this uh, show canonically, is a $30,000 a semester conservatory. I can't imagine it would be acceptable to not have the correct shoe for the correct class. So they should have ballet shoes on. But yeah, so Cassandra July, her whole thing is just to single out Rachel, call her Schwimmer as in David Schwimmer, because yeah. that's another Jew in show business. Yeah. Oh, is um, that what she was referring to? Yeah, we're it's pretty sure it's you, Because I just heard Schwimmer, yeah. and I'm like, David Schwimmer? Like, I don't get, I, don't, I yeah. didn't get the joke. I was like, well, maybe Unless it's because... Unless you, like, look at Leah Michelle and be like, you know who Leah Michelle resembles? <laughs> Famed actor from Friends, David Schwimmer. Which, yeah. I don't really see it. I don't see it no. either. I just, to so, me, I mean... I just thought that, like, I didn't know her name. I didn't know if it was because, <laughs> like, sh- like, David Schwimmer was, like gangly and goofy and like maybe she comes across as the one who's gangly and goofy as a dance that's i was like see that would be a better reason but cassandra july just goes in one episode you're jewish and i don't like you you're david schwimmer yeah cassandra july is a real piece of what a show whoa (laughs) wow okay yeah i was a Okay, cool so so basically glee it well not cool but basically glee to me it seems like they're making every joke possible that would be canceled the year after. Yes. Yes. Okay. And it's like all under the, it's very like neoliberal woke in the way that it's like, we can punch up and down and all around, mainly down, because like, we're a progressive show about people that don't fit in and we have gay people and transgender people and like, we accept them, but we're also going to call the black people the two same names as a joke and yeah. and it seems like it's only like the bad people that make the bad jokes because they right. know that the jokes are bad so yes. they're like we can't give right. these to people that folks are rooting for huh. exactly right. like and that makes they it worse that they like the jokes. they kind of know what they're doing and that's disgusting yes yep yeah okay right Anyway, <laughs> Leo's like, "What the fuck did I get myself?" No, no, I, um, I totally not. Anyway, I was um, like, "No, I'm fine. I'm comfortable. I promise." No. <laughs> Look how comfortable I am. Um, thank you for being here. We're very happy to have you. No, this um, is great. This is great. Don't worry. So, in response to Cassandra July continuing to bully Rachel, yeah, Rachel says, "This is on you. You can't see how much better I've gotten." Mm. And what is the response from Cassandra July? All that jazz. Go. That's why they're wearing jazz shoes. Yeah. Everyone in this class knew there'd be an impromptu all that jazz battle. They knew. They read the right. syllabus and they saw, yeah. you know, October, or I guess Week like six. December 12th, 2012, yeah. uh, syllabus reads all that jazz dance battle with freshmen. Yep. Yes. Right. Yep. Yes. Um, all of them already know the choreography. Of course they do. Everybody um, does. Because you have yeah. to make it in show business. You know, you have to know all the choreography to everything. Otherwise, mm-hmm. you'll never make right. it. If someone says right now, all that jazz, you have to be able to do it. Yeah, I'm actually wearing my tap shoes right now. Yeah, we could do it. it just, my jazz shoes. Oh my I mean, God. If, this even weren't a, yeah, if this weren't a podcast, let's go. we'd be doing it right now. Yeah, it's shame it's an audio medium, you know? Yeah, yeah. Right. Extra points because it's not even like the original Bob Fosse choreography. It's just... It's this. Thank you for answering um, that question. Because when they first started, I was like, are they going to do the original choreography? And then I was like, I don't think no. this is the original choreography. It seems a little bit modern. Um, so, well, I mean, it, but listen, if all of the instrumentalists in the entire episode have to know every orchestration to every arrangement of every song, then the dancers better know this version of every every version of all that jazz. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That has ever existed. That makes sense to me. Um, yeah. Is this and, Is this good choreography? 
I like I, it. I like okay. that scene. That was my favorite part of the whole episode was this scene. Yeah. I thought Kate Hudson did yeah. a great job, and I was very glad that the episode recognized that Kate Hudson did a better job than yes. Leah Michelle. She did do a better yeah. job. Yes. Um, and we just saw Chicago like a few weeks ago, and I, and then this song came yeah, up. And... I actually I I thoroughly enjoyed this song. Yeah. Um, I actually even like Leah Michelle's performance in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she yeah. did good, and it was clear that she is not as good of a dancer, but, yeah. like, she did good for herself. And but I also, I like, would... they finally acknowledged, like, because this whole season so far has been, like, Kate Hudson bullying Leah Michelle for not being that good of a dancer. And they finally just, Leah Michelle was like, Rachel Berry, was like, you know, I'm just not as good of a dancer as you, but I'm really good at singing. And I'm like, yeah, that's the whole point. Not every person has to be very good at all of them. Right. Yeah, like Ramin Karamloo. Ramin Karamu. He's Which a great he example. <laughs> oh, well, he, he's opposite in Funny Girl right yes. now. And he is yeah. a singer and an actor, but not so much a dancer. That would yeah. be my guess. And they gave him a whole dance number. Good Thanks. for him. Yeah. yeah. And he did it the best he could. Good mm-hmm. for him. Good for him. But yeah, and like this is, I feel like this is where we learn that it's a competition because she says, <laughs> I'm going to win the showcase with my voice. Um, okay. And this was the first time where I was like, did I miss something? Um <laughs> Yes, but, but they didn't bother to tell you that you had missed anything. So, <laughs> so can you, if you can compete dancing, and if you can compete singing, can you compete acting? Presumably, like, can someone, Presumably. can someone try and compete against uh, what's Rachel um, by doing like a monologue? Yes, I would assume. Presumably, so. yeah. Um, That's a dramatic. Art. Draw, where do they draw the line? Does it stop with pantomime? Do they do pantomime? Pup- puppetry. Puppetry. Ooh, I would love. Could you imagine if, like, Rachel Berry sings two what are ovation-worthy songs, and then right after her, well, right after her is Kurt. We'll get there. But right <laughs> after Kurt is just someone with a fucking Muppet. A just, yeah. like, One Man Avenue Q. Or just, yeah. just, like, Milky White, someone, like, parading. Yeah. I would pay to see someone it, Someone gets up and does the whole Milky White track yeah. <laughs> for the Winter Showcase. <laughs> there you go. That would have my vote. We uh, we get we cut to Carmen's office. Kurt enters unannounced. Um, you can't do that. You can't walk you can't into the that. dean of a school without an, an appointment. Right. Surely. Um, there, where's her assistant? That she you know would inevitably she, look have. at that woman. You're going to tell me that woman doesn't have a, a personal assistant who's absolutely her bitch. Right. I mean, if Whoopi has like nine assistants, that the character Whoopi's playing has got to have just at least one. At you know? least. I want to say that, like, I so appreciate that character's just knowledge of Kurt's entire like interview audition stuff, yeah. and I'm like, yeah. that's a that's a not just someone who runs the school, but someone who like Cares. knows the yeah. admissions right. Process. And that's the thing with this character yeah. is that like we've seen a couple times that she's not like a complete like ice cold monster. She actually does, like, give productive feedback. We see that here with Kurt, where she says, like, I got your second submission. I thought the same thing as your first submission, which in this case was, um, you're a talented young man that knows how to sell a number but is void of complexity or depth. And we see her in a previous season give feedback to Jonathan Groff's character about his audition for Niata. Um, so clearly this woman cares about her students, cares about the art form, like, yeah. knows what she's doing. But Remembers just, like, every kid she sees. Yeah. So wait, Groff was on the show too? Yeah, he yeah, played Leah plays... Michelle's boyfriend. Really? Yeah. How oh are my his abs? gosh. Wait, he's great wait, in wait. the show too. He's, so they... Yeah, he's great in the show. He doesn't need abs. He has talent. Yeah, there, you're right. <laughs> there you go. I'm going to start telling people that. <laughs> Whereas we meet Mr. Abs, the first time we see him is him coming out of the shower. Without a shower wow. on, so. 
Uh, so as soon as you see his abs, were you just like, oh, he's not talented? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> basically. You, you, you basically know why Ryan Murphy hired him. I don't even know if he Got ever it. sings a song. I don't know if... He does. I mean, Change Will Do You Good. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I... Okay, good. Um, And so if you're Groff... curious, okay, Jonathan Groff, uh, Spring Awakening is never once mentioned in this show ever. Right. So... Yes, because he's not playing of... Jonathan Groff. No, right. and, and they don't ever sing a Spring Awakening song. They never bring it up by name. So it's, it's like it doesn't exist in the Glee universe. So I the, wonder if they sat there and they were, were they like, well, some music, because Wicked, Wicked exists in that Wicked universe. Wicked exists hardcore. Mm-hmm. But Spring Awakening doesn't. So no. it's like selective Broadway shows exist in the universe. Most Broadway don't. shows exist, including ones right. that I hadn't heard of. Except for right. the ones that they were on. Yes, pretty much exclusively. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if Ragtime exists in uh, We haven't heard of it. But Wicked exists, and you said Adina and, and Kristen were in yes, the show. Yes, prominently. I'm, I'm so confused. There are no rules. I think it's there mostly no list that Leah Michelle was like, if you bring up, uh, I almost called it Glee Awakening, which is what they would call it if they um, covered right. Spring Awakening on the show. Uh, yeah, I they did quit. a whole episode. <laughs> um, yeah, and there is a lot of like imagery. Like, there's a lot of like homage to that original poster of like. Leah Michelle like gets Melchior laid down on, and kissed oh, on top so of, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it happens a all of... the time in the first couple seasons. She's always getting right. laid down and kissed. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Well, um, for them, they're friends. Yeah, they are um, two two good of friends. Yeah. Some might say. I don't know if you watched that documentary. They are very yeah, close. I, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, yeah, great. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but anyway, um, Carmen Thibodeau doesn't give sec. Oh, when she does give second chances, it's on her terms. And until then, good day. So. Uh, we cut back to McKinley. Um, Artie has joined the marching band. Tina and Blaine have joined the Cheerios. As diversity um, hires. Like... As diversity hires, we find out. Be- yes. Before we talk about that, I would I just want to say that Artie has fantastic teeth, and yes. I would like to acknowledge that. His oh. teeth are incredible. Okay. Yeah. Totally. Good for Kevin McHale. Right? Yeah. I just, that was the one, th- like, while he was wearing the band hat, which, again, I don't know the name of, no, nor did some of the characters. The I was pl- like, the he's, plume. he's got great teeth. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Mm. Great teeth gotta recognize um he has great teeth and sam is known for his lips um a lot of mouth work on this show <laughs> you can tell mouths. you can tell how i listen to things is i have to watch people's mouths yes oh yeah <laughs> we the subtitles on too yep oh yeah fair i can't watch a show without subtitles yeah so we get a lot of like weird diversity hire jokes mm-hmm. um by sue of course yeah yep. um Ryder and jake have joined the basketball team unique has joined the floor hockey team okay and joe has joined the interfaith paintball league where mm-hmm. Jews, Muslims, and Christians can shoot at each other safely. Yikes. Yeah, that was another one. That was another yeah. one that we were both and then, like, oh. And then they showed it. And, and then, then they showed it. it. Yeah. Of them and shooting was, at each other and then group hug. And it was problematic stereotypes. My yeah. favorite part was yeah. they were like, how can we convey that this one's Jewish? And they are like, I guess they almost did like, they're like, well, he's got curly hair, so that's one for sure. And then there were like, maybe some payas there, a little bit, but they didn't commit to the bit. So. I'm mildly surprised that wasn't Jacob Ben Israel, but whatever. Right, they have a, they have several canon Jewish characters on this show. Right. Anyway. Anyway, moving on, yeah. So they all go in new directions. (laughs) Yes. 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 Get Get it? it? New direct, oh, that's the name of their thing. Yeah. Yeah, Oh my gosh. I've been waiting to make that joke for like 45 minutes. I'll go in new directions. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Cool. A A plus. A plus. Um, Thank you. They were like, wow, who knew this school had so many clubs? Um, We did. And they can't afford a glee club. Yeah. Right. And we also knew because Rachel Berry canonically was in all of them somehow. Yes. Oh. Um, 
Yeah, that was a joke. They like that was a bit from like the first episode that they immediately dropped. Um, and so then it's like, oh, how are we going to tell Finn? And Finn is of course disappointed because he can't just move on. Um, but you can't be upset that we moved on. We There's no, no longer Glee have Glee Club. Yeah. 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 So, um, so wait, with uh, with the Glee Club dissolving, does that mean like Finn is fired effectively? Well, he like, wasn't what getting he paid. He was just oh. doing this for funsies. Oh, right. Oh. So How does, he's... He oh, okay. truly has no other purpose. So he's, mm-hmm. like, injured and unemployed and... He works in a tire shop. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. He's also a That mechanic. belongs to Kurt's dad. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, Kurt's dad. Okay. Got it. Who is a congressman in Washington right now. Oh, my gosh. That's so confusing. <laughs> like, in the show <laughs> or missed or a lot, life? guys. In the show, yes. In, in, the, in show. the show. Okay, yeah. In he, the show. He's played in by Michael life, Malley. Michael Malley. Of uh, oh, okay. Double Dare fame. Yeah. No yeah. Okay, wow. So much of this is and, over my head. And, and Mr. Shoe Why would you know? also in Washington. Yeah. Oh, because yes. he's doing the thing. Yeah. So, exactly. Okay, yeah. okay great. Got it. lobbying with one of his club members' fathers, presumably. Yes. Cool. Right. Finn is, of course, disappointed, but he's like, listen, guys, I booked the auditorium for six minutes on Friday night so that we could practice rehearse? for um, this holiday. Yeah, so we can rehearse for this holiday concert that we never see. At least not yet. We will um, actually no, Ian. We we full out. I don't believe ever see it. Great, I believe that. We talking Whoa. Christmas Spoilers. next week, and they just no. <laughs> um, be there, or you may regret missing this opportunity. And he's like, Tina, stop bullying Marley. But honestly, I get it, Tina. Tina has had everything taken away from her, and all that's left with for her has been the soloist in Gangnam Style and making the costumes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they made her oh, sing okay. style. Yeah, that's the right answer, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Hmm. Yeah, that. Okay. I, I, I also had issue with the fact that, like, Finn was sitting in the auditorium watching his clock, and, like, there is no way that someone just vacated that space. No. For, like, the six-minute no. time slot. Oh, all right, 54, no. yeah. No. Yeah. Lights out on Marley and on Finn. Very um, dramatic light, lights out sound, too. Very dramatic. For, like, for a character who, like, Finn does stuff in this episode, but Marley, who has been the centerpiece of the past few episodes, has nothing here. Mm. And you would think that she has would have so much more here because she is the one that cost them region, uh, sectionals, quote-unquote. Yes. We do cut to Sam and Brittany in the hallway. Chapstick rack in the locker. Um, I did clock that. It's so much chapstick. That's a lot of chapstick. That's a lot of chapstick. That's like, that's like a Costco box. What we're <laughs> learning is that your entire personality has to, like, be encapsulated within your locker. So when you open your locker, yep. people know exactly what you're about. And in Sam's case, it's lips. So it's lips, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Um, and in Marley's case, it's yes. she loves her mom. But we don't see any of that this episode. Wait, Mar- wait, was um, Mar- new- she's the one who oh, painted. Oh, new, new Rachel. Yeah, I almost said new Rachel. Rachel. I got it. You there don't are have to worry so about many, There Marley. are so many That's, names. You don't have to worry she's about She's not Marley doing anything really this episode. Okay, great. We learned Brittany made a reservation for them at Breadsticks, which is the only restaurant in this town. <laughs> okay. Um, it's, it's the Olive Garden. It's the VIP okay, table. The Olive Garden, yes. okay. Wait, is it? It's their Olive Garden. So wait, the v, there's a VIP table at their Olive Garden? Yep. <laughs> yeah, pretty so much. Funny. I mean, okay. to be honest, that sounds like, that's your, in a small Ohio town, you have one restaurant, it's your one fancy restaurant. Yeah. You got a, you got a nice that's time. It's a carb-heavy show between the Cheerios and the breadsticks and pasta and i i would i would That's miss a, a six-minute point, yeah. rehearsal to go get breadsticks but like, you know what the poor oh, yeah. girl right. who has who has the eating disorder only has carbs to choose from it's That's why true. she fainted yeah where are her micronutrients yeah. i mean to be fair we have never seen her at breadsticks yet oh. 
I don't think. No, we saw her one time at Breadsticks, and that was for the Left Behind oh, yeah. Club. Um, right. Okay. Yeah, she she went on a pseudo date to uh, do a rapture fire drill. Um, so there are so many words there that all of which I know what they mean individually. <laughs> and then, yeah. You but, know how when you invite everyone to a restaurant, you send one person to the bathroom, and then you pretend to have the rapture happen so they feel like they're a terrible person? That. Mm, I've done that twice. Yeah. So you know exactly. No, which, on which side were you on? <laughs> yeah, which side were you on? Wow, that's... Uh, you, you play a different game with yeah. your friends. I, it's not quite that. Yeah, I have, I have my best friends. <laughs> I've had the same two best friends since kindergarten, and whenever one of them goes to the bathroom, the other two of us just leave. <laughs> yeah, to make them <laughs> we, feel like... We we're doing it since we were kids. It's, so yeah. it's that, but with Jesus. Yes. Oh, with, but with Jesus. Yeah, because Jesus came and got y'all. Um, Wait, is this the show that had, uh, like... Like grilled Jesus too. Yes. Was that yes, it is. Okay. Yeah, that was a Finn plot line. Yeah, Finn okay. sings REM's oh, "Losing My Religion" and it's one of my favorite performances. Is that also entire... season one? Yeah, that's season okay. two. Season two, maybe. Yeah. Oh, maybe then my knowledge goes into season, season two. Season one a and bit. season two was when it was peak zeitgeist. So if you're gonna right. have anything from Glee, it will be from those two. Okay, right. great. Yeah, you just said you just said it, and I'm like, oh, I, I something yes. storming back from like the repressed yes. part of my Finn memory. Yes, Finn makes a cheese. Jesus is in the grilled cheese, and he saves it and worships it for a week before finally. Wait, Jesus is in the grilled cheese. Like How the is bread Je- is toasted, yeah. yeah, in a way that looks like. Jesus. And the shape of the toast is oh. grilled cheese. Is <laughs> Jesus. Jesus? That episode's oh, end gosh. with him forlornly eating his Jesus grilled cheese as a symbol of him giving up on religion. <laughs> I keep going from I might watch this to I'm never gonna watch this. That's Honestly, what Ian does too. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's not the, it, we've had guests on the show before be like, I'm going to try this out. And then they like finish it in like two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. and Unfortunately. They're like, and they're like, thank you and fuck you. It gets worse wow. basically from okay. where the point we're at. It's, it's downhill from here on. Yeah. Well, this episode very much felt like a jumping the shark moment, which says a lot because yeah. as we have discussed yeah, in our. Yeah, just did Gangnam style. Yeah. But it's like, and we've discussed like in our first season based on Karina's research more or less that like. Critics have said that they jumped the shark in like episode two, season one. Yes. So, like, oh, okay. For them to, for for us to consider, or at least for me to consider them jumping the shark in this episode, that's wild. Giving them a lot of credit. Um, how many seasons come after this? Two. Two. It, it, and it, six was their final season, and it was a, a thirteen episode. A half season, yeah. A half that. Oh. That okay. no one really watched um, at all. But yeah, all of this is to say that Sam and Brittany are now going on the date despite what the lesbians are going to say. And you know um, what this scene ends with? A Forrest Gump impression. Right. Though, yeah, so is he known for his impressions? Because they're bad. Yeah. 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 He's known that, to do oh. them. Like, I don't is know he if he's supposed known for them to be, to be good. good. Or... No. Oh, okay. No. I think, I... Yeah. I think no. he thinks they're good. Right. Okay. That's all that matters sometimes. I like his confidence. Sam believes in himself, and we love that yes, for him. We do. So we cut to the showcase. This is where I have the note this episode has no stakes. Um, yes. Excuse because, you, this is the biggest competition of the year, Ian. But, like, and I know, like, David and Leo, like, this note probably wouldn't make sense to you, but there has been so, uh, like, there's been no growth for Rachel here. Correct. Even with, like, her being consistently bullied by Kate Hudson, there has no, there has been nothing for her that has shown her being challenged and growing out of that. Correct. There's mm. been very minimal of it, but not enough for... Rachel Berry, who was, like, this almost psychotically driven character in seasons one through three, to then be... There was none of her being broke. There was a little bit of her being broken down, but, like, not enough for her to be picked up or for her to pick herself up and work on herself um, 
grow and get to the point where she has earned this spot at the showcase. Leah None Michelle of this... always gets what Rachel Berry wants. Right. You know? Rachel Berry well, just, Rachel like... Berry always gets what Leah Michelle wants. It seems like it's pretty interchangeable. Right. Oh. And okay. there's... I'm just, I'm just speechless here. Like, I... There's no character development here that warrants this, and I don't care about Rachel Berry, so it's like, I don't care that she got it as well. Um, and, like, she has this whole moment where she's like, what I've learned is that if you give me a stage to sing on, nothing, no one can beat me. And it's like, yeah, we've known that for three years now. Yeah, Brody <laughs> comes on to give her, like, a super mid-pep talk, and then she's like, no, I'm gonna give I myself fucking know a this already, talk, Brody. and it's way better. Yeah. Excuse me, I have to go sing. Yeah. Oh, and then they kiss, whatever. Yeah. This is, this is not the Leah it's... Michelle fan club, um, which means this is not the Rachel Berry fan club. I also wonder what would have happened if Kurt hadn't walked out in that moment and been like, Rachel, you're on. Like, would so you have just missed it? Oh, yeah. yeah. You're telling me that, like, Rachel Berry, Miss Professional Type A, is not, like, ready and waiting for her cue. Like, right. in she's the out in the hallway? That's the effect of Mr. Abs. I, those abs <laughs> must be magnetic, because the fact that she's... <laughs> distracted by them is she has like right. ab radar like she knew he was going to be walking up yes also yep. like he's... presumably way late to the show talk about late seating i know and in right. front of carmen thibodeau yeah this is an event I... that involves wax sealed envelopes and you're not sitting in your seat on time you're missing yeah. out abs, on this whoopee abs whoopee. this presumably right ballet prodigy doing a performance for you uh, we who we see her start strike a pose and then never do any actual dancing. Yeah, I would have loved right. to see the performance. I feel like mm -hmm. I cannot accurately judge whether or not Rachel deserved the win because I only saw Rachel. Yes. Mm -hmm. Right. And like Kurt was not obviously a part of the competition. No, his, he was we'll actually fighting his own fight as it turned out. That was um, the right. weirdest and most unprofessional audition I have ever seen, or like uh, you know application even. Yeah, right. that's how you had nope, to get. Nope, I've seen school. worse. <laughs> but anyway, no, I just mean in terms of procedure. Oh, okay. I was not commenting on the performance. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so she goes in, she sings a song. What is this it one called? Name. It is called Being Good Isn't Good Enough. It is from yeah. it's Hallelujah Baby. Song. Yes. Okay. And yeah. it's... I figured because, like, her... She was, Everything she It felt like is. she was kind of doing a Barbra Streisand impression. Yeah. Oh. Apparently, you know, ten years later, someone Oof. saw that, and it was like, ooh... Okay. Right. Um, so I just looked up, so I'm on the Wikipedia page because that's where most of my knowledge has to come from for these. So are so, we because I am not going to remember anybody's names. Correct. Um, she's, Valid. It's a, it's a Barbara, she's doing this song, which is the Barbara Streisand cover, from mm -hmm. this musical called Hallelujah Baby, which is a show that is a chronicle of the African-American struggle for equality during the first half of the 20th century. Oh, naturally. Barbara Streisand. Why is Barbara covering this song? No idea. And then it why was... is Rachel Berry covering Barbara? Well, well we know well, our that's Rachel that. <laughs> that's yeah, well, We know the answer to that. Yeah, that's on me. Sorry. Um. <laughs> why did she do it? Well, I, um. I suppose I'm never going to know. That's not on the Wikipedia page. <laughs> Bar I mean, Barbara Streisand can sing. She could sing like Baby Shark. And then all of a sudden, Leah, Sh Leah Michelle is like, I think I should do a cover of Baby Shark. I right. would love to actually see. Do you think Barbara Streisand's ever released a children's album? I feel like I, I should be know surprised. This. No, there's, I listen to it. There's probably an unreleased one somewhere mm. in some music studio, just like it's in her basement. Barbara sings in her mall basement. 
on Barbara like a cassette tape. Moves. Yes. Yeah. This is such a, I mean, because it's a Barbara cover, it's such a Rachel Berry song. It's almost not noteworthy to me because I've right. watched four and a half seasons of Glee. But you guys haven't watched four and a half seasons of Glee. What do you yeah. think of Leah Michelle's yeah. performance? I thought it was great. I thought yeah. she has a really good straight tone. Yep. And they used auto-tune very, very sparsely, which yep. I appreciated. But um, you do hear the auto-tune more because of her straight tone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my take on that. And, and, and I thought that, you know, while it deserved much applause... I don't know if it deserves an Would you encore. have stood? Would you have stood for this? If everyone else was standing, I would. Yeah. But like, I would not have been the first to stand. You're not initiating yeah, the standing ovation for this. No, song. we never do. We're we're never the people in the audience who initiate. But we're also never the people who are like everyone's standing except for us. Like we're not grumpuses over here. But. I mean, there's good. exceptions to the rules. Like when we saw Hades Town, we were right up there. Dude, I think it's that's Hades Town, of course. Yeah. I clapped so hard, my hands hurt the next day. Yeah, good. But but that you know we like we're maybe of the old school theater thought that like standing ovations are not given out they are earned and they are and they are given out way too often now yes yeah she sings this song honestly like it didn't stick out to me like we've i don't know it was no don't rain on my parade it was no um no don't rain on my it was no celine dion song that she did at that uh national that's the song that got her into college so right um so this kind of fell flat a little bit for me but everybody else loved it um, yep. So she gets a standing O, she gets uh, an encore, which is O Holy Night, which is funny to me because she's Jewish. Yes, Rachel Berry is canonically quite Not Jewish. Not that Jews can't sing O Holy Night or whatever, but like... Her, That's a like, real Jesus-y one, though. Like, out of all right. the, the holiday songs, that one's pretty heavily focused on the birth of Christ. It is a bit of a banger, though, if you oh, want yeah. to showcase some money notes. So I, I right. cannot falter for un- un- identifying that you know, this is going to be my gratuitous number. Yes. But sure. she, you know what? You said that she didn't sing a Celine Dion song, and she kind of did. Like, that was sort of like the arrangement that Celine Dion did. Yeah, so. that's fair. Valid. Um, The thing that, that was weird to me about this performance was they kept panning to the audience, and all the students are mouthing along yeah. with her. Yes, and I was <laughs> expecting I to hear them no. because they were doing that. No, they were okay, just mouthing. Like, they, like, they They're they just, all just they like, they love Oholina. Nice. They love it. They're like, yeah. I also wish I was singing this song up there. Yeah. I love the words, Oh Holy Night, it, so much. It just, it felt very much like I'm watching a sporting event and I'm seeing the athletes, like, fake sing to the national anthem. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's it. But it was also weird because, like, they, they only cut to the audience mouthing the words, like, twice. Yes. And like, the words are mouthing are, Oh Holy Night. Right. And they were into it. If it happened, like, so six times, it. then I'd be like, oh, okay, they're, like, all doing it. But... To our knowledge, as audience members, like only three people were doing it. Yeah, it was also, very. And that's weird. really weird. And also, like you said, like I, I couldn't hear background vocals either. No, there was none. Like, no. It'd be rude to sing during her winter show. No, maybe maybe they were gonna add background vocals so they had the audience singing, and then they didn't. But the editor just kept those clips, and so yeah. then it was just like silent audience members. And now <laughs> they just look like weirdos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Rachel Berry cult indoctrination. She sounded good uh, with this too, but it's like, yeah. I guess if we'd watched it in December, perhaps it wouldn't have felt as weirdly out of place. Just one random Christmas song, but. <laughs> well, I was confused. I, I mean, it happened, and then I was like, "Oh, this must." David was like, "Oh, this must have been the Christmas episode." It's not because... even next week's yeah. Christmas, but. I oh. fully texted Karina saying, "Did I miss something? Is this the Christmas episode?" 
And she was like, no, I don't know why this happens either. It just seems like, there's, out of all the songs to showcase Rachel Berry slash Leah Michelle's, like, voice and repertoire, this seems like a weird one to throw in. Like, why is that in your songbook right here? I, I maybe, uh, you know what? It's probably, like, album salesy. Like, they do release a Christmas album every season. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they were like, well, yeah. we can't fit this in next week, so we really want to get Leah Michelle's cover of Oh Holy Night in on this album. Right. Or maybe there was like a quick conversation with the band where she like whispered a couple of suggestions and this was like the fifth or sixth choice. They're like, we actually don't all know how to play that. <laughs> can you do Oh Holy Night? We have that really? one in our back pocket. Oh, yeah, 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 that one. You can do that. Yeah, they're like, yeah. she's like, Oh Holy Night, Frosty the Snowman, Dominic the Donkey. They're like, uh, Oh Holy Night. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Rachel Berry, Dominic the Donkey win. <laughs> yeah, come on. Stick she's it in E major, give her that money cars. note up there. Give come us what on. we want, cowards. I'm in. But yeah, so she gets another standing ovation. And um, when we get back from intermission, Kurt Hummel. Because, mm-hmm. You're because Carmen Thibodeau audition. saw... Yeah, because Carmen Thibodeau saw Kurt uh, get all, like, teary-eyed at Rachel Berry singing Oh Holy Night. So um, this is her giving him a second chance, which we see immediately after. He's under pressure. Rachel Berry's like, no, you got to do this. You got to perform under pressure. And he's like, should I do wishing I was somehow here again? Which is a nod to him almost auditioning for Niata with um, Music of the Night back yeah. in season three. Oh, um, I was going to say, full... what songs did he sing for his original audition? For so for Whoopi his Goldberg? first audition, he was going to do um, Music of the Night. And he mm-hmm. last minute pivots and does a really good performance of uh, Not the Boy Next Door. Um, I don't know what that one is. It is from, it's from Boy From Oz. Boy From Oz. Hugh no Jackman idea. won a Tony for it. I only know all these facts from Glee. Okay. This is my only knowledge from it is from this, but he does a really good job. And so, he does. It, um, but know. it's a whole it's a whole point where like they open an episode with him singing "Music of the Night" in full Phantom drag with mm-hmm. Tina as the dead-eyed Christine. It's a highlight of the series, truly. Yeah. Um, oh. But in this moment. He, sing, he says, uh, should I sing Wishing I Was Somehow Here Again? And Rachel does a little bit of fan service uh, by going, no, Phantom, not with this crowd. Um, True, I would it. say. Um, yeah. And then same thing with With One Look um, from Sunset Boulevard, of course. That one I don't um, know. Oh, that it's, one I don't know either. Yeah, I mean, it's one of the ones that all the divas do. So, like, you can see Glenn Close doing it. Um, yeah, yeah, Betty yeah. Buckley, okay. Okay. Patti Lapone, like, isn't all that, of them. Isn't that show coming back right now? It was just yes. with like with oh. like Derek Klena. Yeah, Stephanie J. Block is doing it with Derek Klena at the Kennedy Center right now. Got yes. it. Which I so just which, learned so, yesterday. So then that means that it'll be on Broadway in uh, nine to twelve months. Right again, because they just closed a revival of it like three four years ago. Yeah. Yes, they did. Yeah, with okay. Glenn Close. With yes, yeah. Um. So he decides to sing "Being Alive." Okay. Um, so I'm not gonna lie. When we were okay. trying to figure out what episode to bring you guys on, I was like, we should bring on this one specifically because I knew Kurt did being alive in this. And uh-huh. I was like, this is something I need as many musical theater opinions on as possible. <laughs> sure. So first I will say that there was one line where when they suggested being alive and Rachel was like, ooh, I got chills. In that moment, I too got chills. I was like, oh, that's such a good choice uh, because that song is so good. That's well, so good it, and it, it's such a treat hearing that song and reading the lyrics at the same time because we had the subtitles on. Because, like, I know what the words are, but you never get to, like, read them while you're listening. And uh, it's just so it's just so good from beginning to end. It's yeah. so good. Yeah, truly, truly. 
It, I mean, like, you know, in his performance, not my favorite performance of no. that song that I've no. ever heard. Yeah. But, you in know, my opinion, on that note, um, and I'm sorry to cut you off. Um, no. So, fun fact our college did company the year before I got there, and I saw that. Oh. Um, and then the whole discourse by the time I had gotten there was like, no, we should not have done company because all of us are 18 to 21. Like, what are we supposed to know about this being song being alive yeah. at 35? So, like, that was my main, like, criticism of this performance to your point, David, he did a great job, but like how, how is he supposed to relate to this? Well, especially since this is the song that's supposed to prove that he knows his emotions and yeah. he's uh, yeah. like, he knows his place in the industry or whatever she was saying. And then he goes and does, he might as well have just gone up there and done like your castle on a cloud, you yes. know, like it's just so not a, a place where he is in life, and so it just yeah. it doesn't make sense for the choice. If you know? anything, I feel like he's more like in the class of a cloud because he was that. a closeted gay boy in Ohio, so things were pretty rough for him for a while there. Bada boom! Um, Should have chose Castle on the Cloud. It also, Kurt singing Castle as a cloud, Castle on a cloud. I would have loved that just to see that in general. So oh, in his like timbre, oh, that exactly would be beautiful. Pros yeah. for me is they don't give Kurt a lot of male songs. Kurt's known for singing a lot of like. Songs. Oh, really? okay. Yeah, he's not like one of the plots was him and Rachel having a diva off to singing Defying Gravity, Defying Gravity. to see who could hit the final note. Um, Sweet. Who gets it? Yeah. Uh, he Kurt throws, throws the combination and gives it to Rachel. Oh, okay. Um, and um, he also sings Rose's Turn. He does a really um, good Rose's Turn. Which is, it's, it's pretty excellent. Yeah, cool. It's really so good. I liked that for him, but what annoyed me is their own continuity, and he kind of brings it up where he's like, Carmen hates that song. And it's because when he was auditioning the first time, He's like, you probably hear music of the night all the time, and she, so you must be sick of it. She's like, yep, that and some other song and being alive from company. So it's weird to me that he's oh. like, this is my second big chance. I'll do one of the songs that she is on the no sing list. Wow. Right. Okay. Wow. Interesting. So from like a plot standpoint, it's weird. I'd be yeah. interested to hear what that third, what that second song was that she, that's on her out. no sing list. Everybody's got them, and that's just an interesting right. one. I feel like this music is a pretty night, yeah. known, well-known sing list. Like, I don't know. I don't audition for musicals in the first place, and I certainly don't audition for male parts. But I feel like it's... A, this seems like one that would... If you came in and sang Being Alive, people would be like, okay, so you know at least six songs. Yeah, yeah it depends Broadway. on who. We were talking about uh, Be More Chill. One of one of our no-sing songs is uh, Michael in the Bathroom. That's, yeah. <laughs> because every, every, you know person who is auditioning for like a young adolescent male role is like i'm gonna come in with michael in the bathroom yeah yeah Yeah, we had like four of them in a row one day and we were like enough (laughs) i think we're done with michael in the bathroom and like i will say that like being alive is fundamentally a better audition song because of what it shows off in like vocal range like michael in the bathroom is good from a character perspective but it's you know five notes it's not a lot of notes yeah Mm -hmm. at least in a 32 bar chunk it doesn't show off range a ton well yeah I'm trying to think, like, I feel like there are better Be More Chill songs to audition with. Yeah, um, I think so. Yeah, I would bet. Yeah. I don't really know too much, but... Right. Uh, the one he um, sings about it being drummed... Oh, uh, Impossible Dream from uh, Man of La Mancha. Yes. Was the third one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And that's on Carmen Thibodeau's No Sing List. Got it. Right. Cool. Um, but yeah, so it's good enough for Carmen Thibodeau, though. Um, she okay. gives him... So this is, like, a putting all of you on the spot thing. If... If Being Alive is on Carmen Thibodeau's No Sing List, but we need a song to convey that Kurt understands emotions, is there any other, like, Broadway man song that would have been a better choice for him? 
that conveys that same like simplicity park and bark just sing your emotions song that isn't like um, that needs to be before 2012. It needs to be before 2012. Yes. Um, Naturally, this is where I'm like, what are shows? Have you ever seen a yeah. show ever? No, right? I get it. Like, if we're going to choose, if we're going to choose, like, if he wanted, if he really wanted to choose a Sondheim song, like, he could have gone with, like, a, like, a, like, a, anything that Jack sings from Into the Woods. Or, mm-hmm. right. Like, because that's more. Um, who I he is play it, Jack. It is, you know. and I think with that, and it's still a little young, but I think he could pull off if he wanted to go for the pathos of it. Like, he could pull off a note, like a solo version of "No More." Oh, uh, from, uh, oh, yes, yes. Okay, that, I don't know. Yeah. The, I don't know the names of songs. That's yeah. a, that's full stop. Um, so, but no yeah, more, the one yes. in the end with the baker and the mysterious man, because that's a father son kind of thing. Mm. Kurt's whole like Kurt has a whole thing with his dad in a great way, um, and. If he found a way to do that solo, I think he would have nailed that. Yeah, to okay, totally. I mean, there's also, like, I'm, my brain went to, I don't know the name of it because I don't also don't know the names of songs, but there's that oh, one yeah. song in Pippin in, like, the second act where he sings the love song to the woman and that, yeah. like, I don't know, like, I don't know the name of that. It might just be Love Song or something, but that one... I think one, it is. But that one is so pretty, too, and, like, also shows, like, depth and range and emotion and, like is not corner of the sky which everyone would do. Yeah. And I mean, on that's that note, what Jonathan Groff did in his in his uh oh. fake on the auto edition. No, he no, he did Giants in the Sky. Giants in the Sky. That's and, right. I knew it had in the sky there in you it. Go. Yeah. Yeah, those are the same. Fundamentally. <laughs> okay, cool. Yeah. Great. Something is in the sky. Oh, it's with you. Know. With you is the one that I'm thinking of from Pitt. Yes. Yeah. To dance um, in my dreams, to shine when I need the sun. Another one I think of on the Sondheim train, which might would probably on most be on most people's no sing list, even though I did it all the time, especially for college auditions, is not while I'm around from Sweeney Todd. Oh, Ian, you <laughs> foreshadowed something. I love it, but he's also again he's a little bit too old for that. But then for Tobias. Yeah, right. Isn't Tobias? Patrick Harris played I mean, Tobias well, when he was a. I mean Tobias. Adult. Yeah, I mean Tobias is usually like a man child. I guess you're right. Like they made him a kid, like a kid kid, in, in the like movie. the Tim Burton yeah, version. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, as a result, like, they cast it younger and younger, which is shitty for me. But, um, but, like, if you want to go, like, this sort of young, caring, man-child kind of thing, You're with this right. relationship with yeah. Rachel especially, who has been with him through thick and thin, that could have hit. Uh-huh. They actually I'm do gonna... do a Sondheim episode, sort of, later in the series. It's not really a Sondheim episode because they don't ever mention him by name, but there is some choices made. Well, then that, that begs the question of, like, who would play Sondheim if Sondheim showed up? And also, who would Sondheim play if he showed up? Because he can't play himself. Then Manuel Miranda comes on and plays Sondheim. <laughs> and then Sondheim comes on and plays... Sean uh, Connery. <laughs> Sean yeah. Connery. Sondheim comes on and plays Andrew Lloyd Webber. Yes. I love it. Yeah, that would be funny. I'd watch that. Oh, also, After... there's so many shots. There's, the camera is moving so much. If you want yes. to stop and look at Kurt, it doesn't matter. We are on a roller coaster of camera mm. right now. It's panning. Mm. It's cutting. It's flying up and down. We are yeah. seeing this. I also think they could have used more color in the lighting of him. He looks very, like, ghostly. And, yes. and that's not, not his fault. That's the lighting Colfer. designer's fault. He looks great. Mm. Right. Um... But yeah, so after this, um, Rachel calls Finn, uh, wanted to hear his voice. 
Remember, Finn, Glee Club isn't about competing. It's about having fun and making friends. Which, this like, has... This is Rachel Berry revisionist history on herself. Yeah, first of all, Glee Club <laughs> is about winning. This is very big Grinch energy. This yes. is very much like maybe perhaps Glee Club doesn't come from the score. Maybe Glee Club <laughs> perhaps means a little bit more. Yes. I, oh. I felt like this whole phone call was so uh, insensitive. When, like, she calls and, like, the whole thing is, like, bad and, like, Glee Club is over and Finn's, like, upset and she's like, it's okay because I won my competition. (laughs) And now I want you to be happy for me. And he's like, I need to sit down for this in my And I'm just like, now is not the time. No. Past couple episodes have been like that because in the previous episode with Marley, they're like, hey, like, you look like you're weak. Are you feeling all right? And someone butts in to be like, um, hey, can we talk about something completely different right now? Marley's having a panic attack, but we need to talk about us. Yeah. And is Marley okay by the end? Is she, is she all good? No, they no. don't really. They kind of forget to resolve that plot point. Right. Oh, no. And, like, right. I have a whole paragraph about that here as well. Like, this should have been an episode about, like, Marley recuperating from an eating disorder and the glee club maybe falling apart but also healing and instead we got an episode about rachel berry competing um, and winning and winning but it's not all about winning no it's it's not all about it's about the friends you make along the way which if you know anything about glee club the first three seasons it's not not about winning if you win it's about the bridges you burn along the way that's it that is the rachel berry story frankly and she's like, yeah, all those kids respect you and look up to you, so don't let them down. They certainly do not. Also, pr- she says, promise me you won't give up on your dreams. And it's like, what dreams? He stumbled He stumbled out of ARMY with a, like, with a shot foot and into the Glee Club. He said in a couple episodes ago, he's like, I like helping people. And, and Will basically looked in the camera and was like, that's called being a teacher. We'll <laughs> right. come back to that. Then, I, then, like, they zoom in on the stars of the trophy that he has taken with him, um, which yeah. I think is a Rachel Berry symbol thing, but I'm yes. probably giving oh. the show too much credit. Rachel Berry has a whole thing with symbolism and stars and yeah. when oh. it's convenient. Um, cool. When it's convenient. That's the, glee, that's the glee tagline. Glee! When, <laughs> when it's, convenient. it's convenient. We cut to Finn and Marley. Well, Finn at the auditorium. Marley's the only one that shows up, but she has found a place for them to all rehearse. This is the most she does this, step, this episode. This is it. This right. is her big moment. Did you think it was going to be the kitchen? I thought it was going to be the cafeteria because yeah, her mom works in the cafeteria in the kitchen. Oh. I, knowing nothing about the show at all at this point, was like, is it like, does her dad own like a warehouse or something? Like, what's going to happen here? Well, but also she's like, guys, I found a space. And the space is just outside. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's the outdoors. Like, it's true. Hate no to one break it to you, Marley, but other people have discovered outside before, <laughs> you know. Oh, I felt so bad for the musicians having their instruments snowed upon. Yes. Oh. That drum set? It was a V-kit. That's an electric drum set. Don't stick that thing in the snow. Those are expensive. Mm-hmm. And yet this school is underfunded in the arts. Like one of those gorgeous, like Paul McCartney-style basses out in the yeah. snow. And I'm just in like... In the snow! No, no, no. Never, never. Maybe like, this is why they're in a million dollars of debt. Yeah, they have to replace the this every why. time they bring them outside. Yeah. yeah maybe this but I also, like, three episodes ago, they rehearsed Grease in Finn's, Kurt's dad's body shop. Yeah. Rehearse there, especially if your club is no longer school sanctioned. Like, shit. No, they can only rehearse there when it's, like, canonically convenient. Yeah, like, they, 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 they can sing Grease Lightning. They could sing Grease Lightning there. Convenient. They could There's sing, like, Life songs. is a Highway. Yep. <laughs> and Green never does songs. Life is a Highway. And that's a shame. I think Rascal Flatts did a good enough job of that. That Glee yeah. was like, we are good. You know what? The lyrics mm-hmm. of that song are really quite good if you, really, if you read them. Yeah. 
Cars the Musical. Um, <laughs> when? Don't start. Um, we could do it. Disney. Hi, it's me, David. <laughs> Listen up. Are you there, Disney? Are you there, it's Disney? Me, it's me, Margaret. Disney, you own yes. Fox now, so you probably are listening. Yeah. That's true. Um, They're keeping tabs on us. Could you imagine? Um, and Finn, yeah, and, like, Finn writes an email to them all, and, like, we get them all at the outdoor okay. cafeteria. He writes it. They have the whole breakfast club moment for no reason Truly. whatsoever. Right, that does not come back at all. And I was like, is this a cover? Are they going to sing Don't You Forget About Me? Because I would have rather seen that. I don't I don't really know the song that's at the end. I've heard it once before, but I Yeah, didn't it's a like song it. that most people are like, Oh, I've heard this song once before. Yep. Yeah. And right, then I yeah. was listening and I was like, Are is this a cover or are they just using the music? Because Lee very rarely uses like licensed music because they can just do a cover have of them it. Do it. Yeah, yeah. Um but I think they just really took Don't You Forget About Me and put it in the background of this scene for That's what it no sounded like to what? me too. For what? Yeah. For what? Um, it's not like at the end of Breakfast Club, a guy sends an email because that wasn't invented. <laughs> no. It was 1984 so. or whatever, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so instead they sing Don't Dream It's Over, um, and everyone just slowly trickles in to help sing this song. Um, doesn't hit the same way as the previous like ending production numbers no. had. Here's the thing um, about Don't Dream It's Over. I know that song, and I know this because I watched this episode mere hours ago and l- heard right. it and said, oh, I know this song. Couldn't tell you what it sounds like right now. Nope. Gone. I, I just know it has the Hey Now, Hey Now's because That's it. Okay. I was you like, it. you know who did Hey Now, Hey Now better? Lizzie McGuire did Hey Now, Hey yeah. Now better. Yeah. yeah. A lot. Do you know um, who sings yeah. that song? No. No. Exactly. It's by a rock band <laughs> called Crowded House. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Sure. With- with this cord time. cord overpass or whatever the name is. Yes. It's like my restaurant called Too Many Cooks. Yes. <laughs> Too many Very cooks. good. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so everyone is here. They're all singing. Hooray, all is well. And Kurt Gattentoniata, hooray. My main note, Honestly, my note on this whole scene is Pitch Perfect did this better. Yeah. 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 And it looks a lot like it, too. Like the We're in a post-Pitch Perfect world now. We weren't for a while. Truly. Pitch Perfect came out because in t- October of 2012, Yeah. And so. started the golden age of collegiate acapella that I got to live through. Yeah, David yeah. was in that. Yeah, yeah. It was in Pitch Perfect. Fun, fun. Not in Pitch Perfect, but no. in like a no. fun fact no. about. I would know if you were in Pitch Perfect. Is, is we that I was in a group that uh, took second in the world twice in my four years in college in that international championship of Damn. collegiate acapella. So shout out to my group, Voices in Your Head, uh, from University of Chicago. So and I was. I was in the audience. I was a hardcore acapella <laughs> kid. Someone has to be in the audience of every acapella competition. (laughs) That was me. Otherwise, it's just the judges. Way to bury the lead. (laughs) That's weirder. I mean, (laughs) that is weirder. Um, But yeah, that's that's the episode. Um, There it is. I guess we should go on to our post-show rapid fire stuff. Perfect. Cool. Rapid fire. All right. Yeah. So uh, it's 2012. You have to spend uh, human American dollars and purchase one of these songs from iTunes to load on to your uh, iPod of oh, choice. Yes. Uh, maybe you have an iPhone at this point. We're not sure. It depends on, you know, how, what technology you were adapting in 2012. No, I probably had like a Nokia something. Nice. Those Valid. are bricks. So you have to buy one of these songs from iTunes with your real money. Um, and your choices are something stupid, all that jazz, being good isn't good enough, oh holy night, being alive, or don't dream it's over. 
I can tell you which one it's not. It's the okay. last one. I can um, tell you. I feel like both of us are going to agree on this, but maybe I'm wrong. I, for, I 100% all that jazz for me. Okay, okay. Uh, I like the song. I like. I didn't like Leah Michelle singing it. Um, mm. Kate Hudson was good, but then I got to listen but to But remember, it. you're in 2012. This is not present day Leo. This is 2012 Leo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2012. I think 2012, Le- present day Leo would probably buy Being Alive just so I can listen to the song. But but 2012 Leo. How old am I? You are I was a, a little... sophomore or junior in high school. I was. Yeah, I was a little baby. Um, so then I probably would have liked the Something Stupid song. I probably would have been like, oh, this is like, I don't know. Maybe I would have liked that one. I wasn't into musical theater. I'm not into it now. I wasn't into it then. <laughs> and so I probably would have wanted to listen to the one that was the least musical theatery. That's fair. Yeah. Sometimes you got to pick the least musical theater one. Yeah, fair. sometimes you got to. Ian? Um, unfortunately, I would go with all that jazz. Um, <laughs> I just think it was the best. No, I think it was the best song they did in this episode. All that which jazz is a bummer. derogatory. But, and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, being alive is great, but I... I I have a whole thing with company that is a whole other podcast. Um, oh, okay. And it's mostly just because I'm growing up and now relating to it more and more as the years progress. Um, and I hate that. Um, so I'm going with all that jazz. Okay. That's fair. Karina, what's your answer? I think I'm going to go with something stupid. I don't... If I was going to... I liked all that jazz, but for me it's a visual thing. I want to watch it again, mm. perhaps. I don't need to listen to it. That's without... true. Oh, that's a good point. I didn't so, think of that, but I'm not changing my answer. No, no, take backsies. Um, uh, I, I like, I appreciate being alive for Kurt, but like, I want to watch it like to support him as a good friend, not necessarily to like have it come up. Um, I have very little patience for most of company, so. Was Oh Holy Night an option? Yes. Oh, okay, I'm holidays. still gonna choose something stupid. I just. <laughs> if it's holidays. Just checking. Glee, sometimes Glee hits the best during the holidays. Yeah. 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 Um, now, the part two of our uh, not-so-rapid-fire survey is a two-parter in itself. So, okay. given your relationship or lack thereof with Glee, um, who we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but, <laughs> is there a song or artist or musical, musical entity, album, what have you, that you think Glee would have done a great job with that maybe they didn't get to do or they just didn't do or what have you. You're not constrained by time. So like right. if oh, it's something that okay. could have come out last week that you're like, man, I wish I would love to see a Glee cover of this song. Right. Wow, I can think of so many that I wish that they, uh, that I really hope they didn't do. Keep those um, in your head. Put a pin in that. <laughs> That's the yep. part two? Okay, well, I'm going to be good at that stuff. Um, the, the good stuff, what could they do a good job of? I am going to say this. Okay. And I do mean it, but it's also a joke. But okay. I do mean it. All right. But I would love to see a Glee number of Rick Astley's Never Gonna Give You Up. They probably did that. Actually, I can find out. <laughs> okay. Because I think that that just makes so much sense to me. It does. And they were I known agree. to do quite a bit of um, meme songs, as evidenced by the fact that you have just found out that they did Gangnam Style last week. Yeah. Um, so they're not against uh, a meme. I... I... Um... I could see them doing like, I'm thinking like 2012. I think they could do like a lot of. They probably did a lot of like Lady Gaga stuff at the time. They did a fair amount of Lady Gaga, yeah. Yeah, they probably would do okay with that. Any any 2012 Gaga era stuff, it would be great in an ensemble vocals. Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, that's that'll be my answer. Like All bad right. romance. 
Yes. They definitely they did do bad romance. They did that. Yeah. Who sings that? Everyone. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, great. That's that checks out. Yeah. Part two, as you have guessed, um, is there a song, artist, musical entity, album, what have you, that you are happy Glee could not do or did not do? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't. Um, I, my brain is being flooded. I don't like when folks cover really anything. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm so just like, let the person sing their song and then write your own thing. You're just saying like, let it be, you know? Let it be, yeah. Don't, listen, the Beatles should perform the Beatles and then that's it. Nobody else should be singing that stuff. And, oh, and Don't like, watch I mean, Glee season five then. Yeah. Oh no. The amount of just like classic songs that I've heard just butchered. For example, like I, I fairly recently, something popped up in my phone about like Billy Joel's um, like Kennedy Center Honors thing, and it was like a compilation of everybody singing his stuff. And if I were him, I would just want to you know like get my ears removed. Like they, everyone like I would never want to hear my own music ever again. It sounded so everyone butchered every single one of his songs, like butchered to tiny little pieces. Yeah, really don't watch Glee season five. Okay, I just I I can't I can't do the covering of of songs. I don't know. It's a thing, which so is why answer, I probably can't so watch. So your Glee. answer is most things. Most things, yes. Okay, that is yeah. an answer. Yeah, it's uh-huh. really you're against the philosophy of Glee as a concept. Right, I think you're against I am, the Gleeification. Yeah. But have you altogether. heard their cover of Teenage Dream? Oh, that's no, a, I, that one slaps. I have like, that. I love that one. Darren, I don't mind that song Darren though. Chris does such a good job. He does. I'm sad that you got a non-Darren Chris song episode because yeah, he is too good to not sing in every episode. Yeah, and they know that he sings in most of them because they were right. like, "Yikes, people are buying these." He yeah. must have been a cash cow for them. So here's my answer: they should they should not they should cover good songs. Mm-hmm. They can cover bad songs as long as they know that they're bad. And they should leave the really good and perfect stuff alone. Yes. Okay. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Any Kesha, I would like to hear them sing. Kesha. Kesha's, yeah. Britney does a great job with that in one episode. They have several Kesha songs. Britney Britney as Kesha does a good song that should be covered by Glee. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I would not want to see anything Pitbull covered by Glee. Oh, God. Ooh. Let's feel like unless they know Unless they know that they're doing something bad. No, but they like I, just, I cannot fathom no? any of those characters doing a Pitbull thing because Pitbull is just so unique looking while performing too that it's just like it would be so cringeworthy. They don't do any Pitbull. No Pitbull. No Pitbull. Good. Oh, wow. That's not smart. even like one of his features. No. Well, I don't know. I guess I don't know. He's not Wild. listed on the on the website that I use to look these up, um, thegleewiki.com. Um, but I don't know. A, uh, I'm not familiar with Mr. Pitbull's entire body of work. So. <laughs> Mr. Pitbull. Yeah. I think it's Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Oh, yeah, it's Mr. Worldwide. Pitbull, Mr. Worldwide. Leo and David, thank you so much for joining us today and for yes, catching was... up with two, three, three and change years yes. worth of Glee lore in less than two hours. Yes. Um, well done. We're not sorry, but sorry about it. Um, no, gosh. No, and, you're, um, you're great. Great, great, great spiritual guides throughout this. That's Thank our you. job. Where would you like people to find you on the internet? Where can people follow you? Check out your stuff. Um, plug it in, plug it in. Oh, okay. Plug it in. We, uh, well, we're on TikTok, at Gauzen Photos, G-O-S-Z, the word and, and then photos, F-O-T-O-S. Okay, that's us. We're on TikTok. We're on Instagram. 
Same same handle on Instagram. Same thing. It's you know if you want the TikTok is for a variety of musical theater content and games and nonsense and silly stuff. Yeah. Our Instagram is mostly just what shows we're seeing and how we like them. We're on Facebook for like my three aunts who want to see what we're doing, um, and uh, and we write musicals. We have a, a show called True T R U that's on Spotify or and everywhere else you've listened to music. So you can listen to some music from that working on a Mardi Gras musical right now called San, S-A-N, um, that uh, is in development and stuff. So that's kind of what we're up to right now. Hell yeah. How exciting. Yeah. Where can people find you, Karina? Oh, you can find me on the same place on both Twitter and TikTok, and that handle is Epic Adventure of. And you can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, ianjbrodsky.com, iBrods on TikTok. Yeah. And the show is at Glee Aggressive, gleeaggressive at gmail.com with your long form thoughts and opinions. Uh, what should they write in about this week, Karina? Um, I don't know if I've done this one yet. What's on your nosing list? Mm. Both like spiritually and also physically. Because there's some things maybe you just can't sing. And that's okay. No one's going to think- force you. I think Billy Joel's also on my nosing list, but for <laughs> different reasons. Which sucks because I auditioned with a Billy Joel song. Did you get that role? No. It's because it wasn't in your, in your heart. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe that's it. Make sure to like and comment and rate and subscribe. Share this with your friends. Share this with your enemies. Um, yeah, we don't care. Yeah, subject them to Glee content as well. Um, Yay! Yeah, thank um, you for having yeah. us on. This was a lot of fun. I I'm glad. Would, now, I think the way that I prefer to watch Glee is to just spin a random wheel and season episode and just, out of context, try to figure it out. The highs are Do high it. and the lows are low. <laughs> okay. And watch right. out, because there's a lot of cover episodes that you're not going to like. Yeah. Uh, no. I might just, like, hate watch it. That's Worth what it. Worth I it. did. That's how I finished this series three times. So yeah. <laughs> Three times? Yeah. It's, oh, my gosh. Yes. Um, I love well, it. Thank, thank everyone for listening. Uh, you can join us next week. We'll be discussing Season 4, Episode 10, Time to Get Festive. It's Glee, actually. Um, so... Ian, I hope you're ready for some more Christmas carols. So, <laughs> does this episode of Glee make you want to watch that next episode of Glee? No. Okay. I think we're solidly in that part of this podcast now, which I is think bad so. news for you. Oh, no. Glee. Aggressive. Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Glee. Aggressive. Glee. Glee. Aggressive.